Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It's Not Easy. I'm Joanna. I'm Marissa. And today we have a super fun, funky, and fresh episode up our <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> Fair warning. I feel like we're in a silly, goofy mood right now. Yeah, we are. There's we, like no thoughts in my brain, but... Yeah, no, I literally have no thoughts. Just vibes. <laughs> um, we sat at a dance competition all weekend. Which was so fun. If you know us, you I know, am, this is our dream. Yeah, I'm obsessed. So the studio that we... Um, we've like helped with some of their comp dances this year. Um, we went and saw them compete for the first time and it was a sleigh. It was so fun. Um, and it made me miss competing so much Mm -hmm. and it just has me reminiscing on so many fun memories and just remembering how many opinions I have about dance. Yeah, literally, especially just like competition dance in general. Like it's just such an interesting world that... Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've said this on the podcast, like pre-dance moms, people didn't understand competition dance. Yeah. They were I would like, try to what explain even how awards work to people. And they're yeah. like, what are you saying? Exactly. And like, so I think it's just funny. Now people have a little bit better of a grasp of what competitive mm-hmm. dance was, but obviously that wasn't like an actual representation because it got yeah. so fabricated. But um, I've sat at many of dance competitions in my day and competed in, mm-hmm. and quite a few as well. So we have opinions and we want to yeah. chat about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to kick us off? <laughs> I guess so. I think that we need to start off with the discussion about props. Oh my gosh. I hate a prop. I, if your prop can be on and off stage in 30 seconds or less, preferably like 20 seconds or less fine these studios still i'm like it is giving 2010 dance core like why why are we bringing on actually eight grown men to assemble a prop on the stage and it takes seven minutes yeah that is not working for me and like especially i don't you're not you you will never have a prop that is that relevant to the dance it's not going to change the dance. It's just like, it's a novelty that doesn't need to be there. And I think it's a way to take away from what's happening on the stage. Yeah. So example being at the competition, there's this prop where they built this like giant, basically like a two story slide that people just kept posing on the top of and then sliding down. Mm -hmm. Which that concept has been done numerous times. There's actually like a really viral dance on YouTube. And that's embarrassing. Yeah. With the exact same prop that they built. Then first of all, it's like not even an original concept. No. But besides that point, it's like when you have someone who just keeps going up to the top of this prop and then doing a pose and sliding off of it while everyone else on stage is dancing, you're not looking at them dancing. No. And it's like, that just feels so wasteful and like not a good use of your time on stage or your dancer's time learning choreography when nobody's watching them. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's necessary. And I think props can be done really tastefully and usefully. But other than that, it's like, this isn't the high school play. No, it's not Broadway. Like if that is your journey, you'll have plenty of time to work with props one day. Yeah. But it also just like raises a huge concern for me for dancer safety. Yes. Like who built that? Who built that? There was absolutely like competitions don't have guidelines mm-hmm. on like safe prop use. And yeah. it's just a huge liability issue. And like I just feel like coming from like a teacher perspective, I would never put kids in a position oh, no. where they were working with something that could potentially be really harmful 
to them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't imagine wanting to do that. And granted, like, I didn't come from a studio that used a lot of props. Right. We used, like, a couple every now and then. Like, one Mm -hmm. year we had chairs, but, like, we could carry the chairs on ourselves. Or, like, my sister danced with, like, a briefcase one time. And, like, things like that that, like, are just easy and, like, can be transported and, again, like, put on stage Mm -hmm. or, like, carried on stage by the dancer. It just... It it really makes a world of a difference because I'm like, then we're not wasting everybody's like 30 minutes in between dances to assemble a slide on stage for it to have yeah. no real relevance to it's to the storyline. It honestly just made me so mad. Like if I were a judge and I saw that, I'd be like, this is such a waste of my time. I know. I, I, I'm a huge fan of a piece that tells a story, especially in contemporary yeah. and, and things like that. Like I'm, I'm very into that. But I don't always think that you need to physically put, like, that image on stage in order to tell that story. Like, I I think you can tell it through movement if you're a good storyteller. And I think that's what you should be challenging your dancers to do at a young age. Because if they're going to go on to be in, like, college dance programs or do whatever, like, they're going to have to do that without the bells and whistles of a prop. Yeah. They're going to have to be able to like emote and do all that. So if you're not challenging them to do that, like through their training as kids, then like, when are they going to learn how to do that? Exactly. And like, I like like a handheld prop or something small or something like, like, I feel like chairs are always a good example because you can use that and then not, I don't know. It's like, it's easy to get on and off stage. It's fine. Whatever. Handheld props also good. I, there was also that trend a while ago where people would be connected by like, Fabric, yeah, and kind of like do some cool stuff with that. I think that can still be like a fun concept because you're still dancing mm-hmm. with it, and it's kind of like manipulating movement using like another item. But I don't know, just some of the stuff. It's you're you're right. Like it takes away from their ability to storytell on their own, yeah, or with their movement. And it's like okay, then this is no longer dance, and it's the high school play. Yeah, I just remember there was a specific competition that we would go to every year when I was in high school that there was a studio that brought an insane amount of props. Yeah. And there's always one. I just remember being like these poor kids, like, cause there's always going to be a kid that their jazz group, they're the one that is just on top of the prop doing a pose. And so is that really dance? Like, are you really teaching that child how to dance? Are they really getting Mm -hmm. the education they should be getting? No, they're not. But because maybe they can't do eight else cone turns, you're putting them on the prop to pose instead of having them actually dance. It's like, that's just doing a disservice to that child. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not fair to them. I also just have seen some really stupid props in my day. Like one time I saw this dance and it literally, they built like a whole pirate ship on the stage. Was it Jai Ho? It was not Jai Ho, actually. It's shocking. I remember a bunch of those. Back yeah, in the there day. was a lot of Jai Ho happening, which that's a whole other concept that needs to be deleted. But um, it was like, literally like a contemporary dance. And there was like this pirate ship in the background. And I just remember no. being like, that doesn't have any relevance. Like, you did not need that. No. And I'm all about production quality. I'm all about a dance that really like leaves a lasting impression. But you should be able to do that with your dancing. I agree. Yeah, I'm really picky about a prop. Mm-hmm. They're just not necessary all the time. No. Most of the time, they're not necessary. Yeah, agreed. Now that we've uh, rambled about props for... I know. It had to happen. For eight minutes. We had to start off with a bang. I mean, it just... It had to happen. Absolutely. Um, 
what was our next? Oh, my next one kind of going along the topic of like storytelling. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand when I go to a competition or I was competing in a competition and there is like a concept being portrayed by dancers that are way too young to understand Mm -hmm. that concept. Like POV, you have eight-year-olds depicting like a a drunk driver situation or like they're screaming about like a breakup. It's like, they've never been in these situations. Yeah. And like, can we just give them like a contemporary dance where they can, they can dance and sure they can maybe learn to emote, but it's like something that they can wrap their head around. Yeah. There are plenty of songs about like appropriate love. Yeah. Friendship. Friendship's a great one. Family is great one. Like, Teamwork, things like that. Like you can do concepts around that that make sense for that age group Mm -hmm. and are cute and like will work for that group of kids. It doesn't always have to be some like cutting edge topic, some hot take on something. Like that's not what dance is about. Because again, it's like, are you really like, are these kids really able to emote and tell that story? Or are you just using that spoken word or that song because you know it'll shock the judges and you think that they'll win because of that? Also, I'm not going to lie. Like, this, I think we can fault dance moms for this a little bit. Because on that show, it was always, like, the story, the theme of this yeah. week's piece. And, like, that's not always the case. Like, sometimes your instructor is just, like, I really want to use this song, and here's our dance to this song. And that can be fine, too. Yeah. I think you can storytell. I think you can just have a nice dance. You can do a lot with that. And they just really, because it was the shock value being on television... They were like, yeah, we will be doing a dance about a drunk driving accident where someone dies or like a homeless girl. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. It, it's so like, it, I agree that dance moms really amped that up, mm-hmm. but I have this memory of, I want to say it was like my junior or senior year of high school. And I was watching, I think it was the junior category. So these are probably mm-hmm. like nine to 11 year olds. And, um, th- this girl was standing in the middle of the stage and she had this like really long, like cape dress thing going on that covered like a big portion of the stage and it was this spoken word about like death and I was like why are we making nine to eleven year olds dance about death like they like what is what is that doing for their development too though where they're listening to that spoken word multiple times a week for eight months out of the year such a formative age too yeah I'm like why could they not have danced to like something that sure if you want there to be a story you can make a story out of anything like you could put an instrumental music and have some contemporary movement and be like this story is about teamwork and uplifting like one another Mm -hmm. you can make a story out of anything and I think lyrics and music is is a big fault for this too is people will take things really literal and they'll be like oh well this song is saying this so it has to depict this but like you can manipulate and kind of make your own story if that's something that's part of your journey. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting to me. Like, it just drives me so... Like, it just drives me nuts. Also, like, if I were a judge and I saw one of these dances on stage, like, yeah. I would honestly just... Like, I would just start laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that sounds bad, but I'm just like, what are, you, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. I just... I feel like that comes off as, like, so corny. Yeah. If you don't, 
if you're trying to like over explain a theme so much, I'm like, okay, like we get it. Yeah. And again, like I, I love a theme. I love a story. Yeah. A dance that we helped choreograph this year has a really strong story. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's done, so done well. It's done. I mean, I'm like biased. So well done. I'm like, I can't even speak. Um, so. I, I'm, I'm obviously biased towards it, but it's like, I think it's done like they they dance the mm-hmm. entire time, but there's still that storytelling element. Like it's not over the top cheesy, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's important too to think about. That like even if you are telling a story, that you're not sacrificing the ability to like actually be able to teach a kid how to dance. And it's the whole story is done through movement, yeah, not just like somebody doing a song and dance on stage. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that people struggle with too. Is they're like. Yeah oh, we're doing a piece about empowering women and we're just going to do a spoken word because it'll be easier for people to understand the theme instead of actually using movement to create pictures Okay, a on spoken stage. word. That's I a keep going, I keep going back to the spoken word because it's been so overdone and it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Yeah, that's, that's another one. We were talking about this before we hit record, but where you'll get like the eight-year-olds that are doing a spoken word contemporary routine that's like, do not cyber bully your friends. And yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> can we please be serious right now? And those really get into just not like, I don't know, just like too intensive themes. And it's like some just man's voice, like really dramatically reading mm-hmm. it. I'm like, okay, I have seen it done before where people will use music that's almost like somebody reading song lyrics like it's a poem and that I actually like I can be because it's like like there's one I know of that's like it's like a Beatles song um I think it's like in my life Mm -hmm. um and that's like nice because then there's like music in the back I don't know it's like just kind of like a reconstruction of a song that already exists and people know so like that I like because it has like the spoken word like poem vibe but it's like has like a lovely tone to it and like a nice sweet tone instead of like I don't know, just the the dramatics of like a live poetry reading. Yeah, no, for I, like a spoken word. I totally get that. Like, and and I am not saying that a spoken word can't be done well because I think it could yeah. be potentially. But I just think that a lot of times it sacrifices like the actual dance aspect. Yeah, um, and that's why I just kind of have like a bad taste in my mouth about it. I have an embarrassing confession. You did a a spoken word piece, so. I want to say, I think this would have been my senior year. This was like after the dance moms craze, but that's when spoken word was really popular. And we all thought that it was like chic (laughs) at the time. So we were like begging our dance teacher to let us do like a spoken word moment. And we did. And like, we really thought we ate and like the dance was fine. Like it was like good choreography. Like we did well with it. Like it was a good dance. But when I look back, I'm like, why were we doing that? Because I know my teacher did not want to do that. Yeah. She was just like giving in to our demands, yeah. which like, You're <laughs> it's like- just like embarrassing that we were like, please can we do spoken word? <laughs> um, and ours was about like bullying or something. <laughs> I'll have to find the song for you. That's Please so do. Funny. I mean, tackle. it's so, it's so dramatic. I did like a spoken word vibe too. My, I think it was my senior year. It was that, um, I mean, it was like a speech, okay. like turned into like okay. a song-ish kind of vibe. So gotcha. um, similar vibe. And I mean, it was like a, it was a, it was a good dance. I mean, yeah. 
Like, um, I don't look back on it as my favorite piece I've been in. And, I, like, I, that's why I'm laughing. It's, like, I feel bad for my my teacher that we, like, made her do that for us. Because yeah. she was probably just, like, this is not giving. She's, like, I'm begging. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny. I'm just, like, ugh. And, obviously, trends come and go, like, in the dance competition space. Yeah. So... What's a song that you, like, want to immediately cancel from oh, dance competitions? There's so many. I know. Oh, I'm trying to think if I have, like, a number one. I have, this is so hard. I have, Do you have one? I have two, and they're both okay. jazz songs. Okay. I think that hearing yours will help me think of ones that I also don't like. And they're for different reasons. I think I know one of yours. So f- my first one is My Boyfriend's Back. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> And I I like the song. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think it makes a cute jazz dance, but it's just been done to the point where I'm like, everybody does it and uses the exact same costume. They use the exact same concept. They like cut the space and their choreography mm-hmm. the same way. It's like gotten to the point where it's almost become like repertoire. Like, yeah. you know exactly what you're gonna see before you even see it. Like, yeah. I know I'm gonna see a hot pink, a yellow, and like mm-hmm. a neon green costume on the stage, or like a mix of the three. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's never gonna change. And so I'm like, can we please stop doing it? I'm literally begging. Yeah. And then my second song is just because I literally hate this song. I actually, I like the song in terms of it's like high energy for a jazz dance, but okay. if you listen to the lyrics, you're just like, ooh, like kids should not be dancing to that. And it's play that sax. Yeah, that's a- not a good one. Again, again, fun, high energy song. Mm-hmm. And if you don't listen to the lyrics, like it seems like it would be a great high energy jazz song, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh yeah, no. Not good for kids. I very much agree with that. Um, I just thought of one and then it went away. I feel like I have like such a long list, but they're like, I can't think of them right now. There's a lot of contemporary songs that I'm like, good Lord, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, Do you remember like, I feel like people don't use it anymore, but do you remember I had a dream? Oh yeah. That one. Bye. Yeah. It was so overdone. I agree with that. And then, I don't know. I know there's so many more, but I just mm-hmm. can't think of them right now. Yeah. I mean, there's, I could probably make a list of like my top 50 songs I never want to hear at a dance competition again. Yeah. I'm like, I, I could have pulled up the program from this weekend and probably given you multiple, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. And then there's so many songs that I wish more people used, mm-hmm. but also like then I would probably get sick of them. Yeah. But like groove is in the heart a bop why does nobody use that such a bop i know yeah. i feel like it was done for like a minute mm-hmm. like it was overdone but it hasn't been overdone to the point of like a lot of other songs so i yeah. wouldn't be mad if like it came back yeah i danced to that one year and it was a really fun jazz dance mm-hmm. it's cute i um i kind of struggle like screening music for children because mm-hmm. like i like, there's some songs that are, like, so glaringly, like, inappropriate for kids to be dancing to that I would, yes. like, never, like, create a dance for kids like that. But then there's some that, like, I since I'm not a parent, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I don't know... Like, what people would Like, think. what people would think of that. So I actually asked my sister about a song today because I was, like, um, I was just, like, oh, 
would this be like, do you think this is like age appropriate for little kids or something? And she said, she was like, I would say no. And I was like, I was like, really like the end, like the very last little verse, like I would definitely cut out for a kid, but the rest of it, I'm kind of like, I would be okay with it. But I'm also not somebody to be offended by like a teen or a senior doing a dance to sell block tango. Oh no, no, no. Like I don't, I think that that's like an appropriate age for that. So I think I just have like a skewed opinion on like what I deem appropriate and inappropriate, which again is probably because I'm not a parent. Yeah. But yeah. I, while you were um, going through that, I looked up overused dance competition oh, songs. Oh my gosh. And these are ones that I would have said if I like could think of them. A little party. Oh my gosh. Do you remember? That era was so spooky. <laughs> the absolute craze that was a little party. It was always just like the, f- the fringy costume. Mm-hmm. Somebody running on stage and doing like a round off back handspring and then probably leaving and never re-entering the stage. <laughs> a fishnet tight, a black jazz shoe, a glove. A black padini. Come on now. It, the real kicker was when they would do the little headband with a feather. <laughs> and you're yes. like, very chic. And this is going to sound mean what I'm about to say. Anytime I saw a dance to a little party, it was always bad. Like it was always dancers that just like kind of were not up to the level yeah. Um, I remember yeah. Abby Lee Dance Company did a little party. And oh, my God. I actually think it was choreographed by Molly Long. It's on YouTube. I remember I finding it. like Because they in early days, they would do like actual competition mm-hmm. dances that weren't for the show. So and I remember seeing that and being like, interesting. Like, there was like a table and like some mm-hmm. chairs. And I was like, what is going on? And they were in like pink costumes. Oh, my like, God. We'll have to look that one back up. Um... Another is skinny love. Yeah. Yeah. That's done. Which also brings me, that reminds me of, <laughs> do you remember the song Jar of Hearts by Christina oh Perry? Oh my God. Anything by Christina Perry needs to be in prison. Like call your Uber. Yeah, like. literally. I just remember going to a competition actually to watch some friends. It wasn't like a comp I was competing in mm-hmm. and there was a dance to Jar of Hearts And this girl, I think it was a solo if I'm remembering correctly, but my mom would also remember because she was there too. It might've been like a duo or a trio or honestly, maybe it was a group dance. The only thing I remember about it though, was there was a giant jar on stage with them. No. Like talk about being (laughs) so painfully literal. Like I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around doing that to children. That, (laughs) like, that's such a good one. So funny. Um, I love burlesque, but any of the burlesque songs. Yeah. Yeah. They're a li- they're either like just overdone or like not appropriate yeah. for kids. A lot of them are inappropriate for kids. Probably. But they're bops. Like, they are I bops. love them. Um a lot of Christina Aguilera in general. Candyman. Candyman. Love it, but I do love it as well, but yeah. if I see one more mini dance to Candyman. Yeah. Those are some good ones. Um yeah, I'm like, I, we could probably go down that road I'm forever. sure we could, yeah. We could literally make a list of our top 100. Yeah. Um, a theme I'm sick of seeing, um, and I, we were also just talking about this, military theme. Yeah. Anything military theme, I'm just like, you guys, it's not 2004 anymore. It's been done. We're many, over it. Like, if times. I see one more, like, in any style, I feel like the main... 
usually the largest offender of this is like a hip hop dance. Yeah, it's a lot of hip hop typically. But like, you're gonna tell me there's no other great hip hop music you could use that like doesn't need to be military theme. I don't know. I just like, it's overdone. I'm. It's boring to me. Mm-hmm. It's not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Like, give me something better. Like, like I'm not. It's not, has nothing to do with the military, but I'm just like I'm sick of military core in dancing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it's tired. Yeah. No, I agree. I think we did see we did see one of those this weekend, and it was it, the choreography was great, but I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, on the same line as that, okay. The whole idea of doing a lyrical or a contemporary dance to like have to showcase like a military homecoming no but the person that is like the person portraying the person coming home wasn't even really in the dance they just like walk on the stage at the end and you're like whose dad is that literally whose dad (laughs) whose brother like because they didn't even dance one single step they maybe did like a shanae turn and so I'm like, why did we no. just, did we just pull this person off the street or like, what is, what is going on with that? Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of those in my day where I'm like, really? Yeah. That's like, be for real. Yeah. I don't know. On the same lines, there's two other themes I hate in dances. One is similar. It made me think of this just because whenever people have male dancers, why are they in a different costume? Yeah. Like, I get it if they're not in, like, the bra top that the girlies are wearing, if that's the costume. But we saw a dance this weekend where they were all wearing a black t-shirt and, like, these cute, fun, like, pink baggy pants. They were, like, cargos, kind of. I was like, why couldn't he wear those, too? I know. He was wearing a black shirt and just black pants. And they were, like, a slim, like, fitting pant, and they had baggy, hot pink pants on. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like if you can have your male dancers wear the same costume or at least a lot of pieces from the same costume or have the same color. Like, why are we not doing that? Yeah. And with that too, I hate when it is an epidemic to feature a male dancer in a dance just because they are a boy. Yeah. That's like, that's just weird. And it's like disrespectful to your other dancers. And also it's like, let them just dance. Like they, why do they have to be like the male role in a piece? Like let them just be in the dance. Yeah. They don't want to have to do that all the time. Right. Exactly. No, I totally agree with that. And it is so, like, you always see the boy, like, front and center, even if their mm-hmm. technique is not garbage. Yeah. Um, same line with boy dancers is, can we please fully clothe male dancers under the age yes. of 18? Why are they shirtless? Why are they always shirtless? Like, I feel like I should not be watching because yeah. you have your nine-year-old shirtless and in, like... A boxer brief like yeah, it's just that's it's just it. icky like just clothe your dancers I'm begging yeah and I'm not picky for any dancers about like showing a little skin or whatever no, I, mean, I feel like some people like get really crazy about that with like two-piece costumes and stuff and I'm like you can do it tastefully 100%. like percent like yeah when I see like a six-year-old wearing the tiniest little bra top I've ever seen in my life like yeah I'm gonna be uncomfortable because I don't think that that's an appropriate choice when there are like plenty of cute costumes mm-hmm. that are more appropriate but I don't know like just when we barely clothe the boys I'm like come on I know there's there's still a line there are still children mm-hmm. you can do a lot with costumes without doing that and I feel like that is such an intentional choice when instructors choose costumes like that yeah I also think a lot of times like 
it just ends up taking away from the dance because mm-hmm. you have like a boy dancing with like all these girls and they're like in whatever ensemble they're in yeah. and like the girls are all in like their cute like hot pink jazz costume and you're mm-hmm. just like why couldn't we have made this more cohesive in general? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. aside from you doing that to the boy, like, why can't they just wear something a little more cohesive? And it's so... I agree. It's just like, ugh. Um, but... Yeah, I agree. Like, what other things do we hate about dance competitions? Oh, um, I have one. Okay, I have one after you. Mine is, can we please stop with the insane, like, names of adjudications? <sighs> Why are we calling something a palladium? palladium? I'm like, what is that? Like, we're just making shit up now. We are making things up. If I had a dance competition circuit, I would literally do <laughs> bronze, silver, gold, and then I would do like a special adjudication for like a near perfect score. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call it, like a judge's pick or something. I don't know. Um, but it's like, that's if maybe the judges take off like less than a point each. It's that close to I a perfect know. score. And it's because dance competitions are for-profit events, so it's, Mm -hmm. like, even if you get a gold, like, that's what's funny is, like, a gold is the equivalent of what a bronze would be on, like, a bronze, silver, gold scale. Yeah. Because a gold, like, that's, like, an awful adjudication score to get. Yeah, nowadays. And I'm, like, why? In the Olympics, that's the money. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's funny to me that... It's, they just want you to be able to go home and say to people who don't understand anything, like, oh, I got, like, a high gold. Yeah. It's like, that's still not even the best. High gold is still not even the best. I know. And then I remember when that, they added in high gold. Like, yeah. Like, now that it's, there's gold. That's usually the lowest anyone will get, and even that's mm-hmm. rare. It's like gold, high gold, platinum, double platinum, or it's like diamond, titanium palladium Palladium. i'm like what are we doing i know it's crazy it's it's just funny to me and it keeps getting like more and more extreme on Mm -hmm. like the way they're doing that that i'm like it's just out of hand it really really it's losing its meaning is what it really is doing yeah i'm like at this point only the overalls matter yeah for the most part because i don't know i feel like everyone gets like the highest or the second highest adjudication like no one's getting the third Mm mm-hmm yeah, which I get it. It's like at the end of the day, all the people there are paying customers. You want them to come back to your competition circuit, mm-hmm. um, which is why I like when there's like different levels at competition, like yeah. level one, level two, level three. Like there's Based a on maximum. how much you train per week. Yeah, it's yeah. like, so if you're in level one at the competition we were in this past yeah. week, you could only get up to a high gold. Because anything, anything more than that, they're like, you should be in level two. Mm-hmm. Because if you're scoring more than this, you have more training than you're saying you have. Yes, I did like how they did that. And I like that because I think it's like, okay, yeah, if you're in that category, you probably shouldn't be scoring a 280 out of 300 because Absolutely. if you're getting a 280 out of 300, you have a lot more training than you're claiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked that system um, because it was scoring on the same scale for everybody, but yeah. still kind of trying to make sure that people were within the range that they should be rather than saying like, oh, level one has its own criteria of like X to 300 mm-hmm. and like a 295 would be like whatever their highest option was like I like that everyone was on the same scale because I think it keeps it nice and fair of like you're in the right section Mm -hmm. and this is what you got yeah I agree um so I, I thought that was nice but yeah it's it's getting out of hand for sure yeah 
Um, another one I thought of, why are we doing all acetone turns on a tap dance? Oh my gosh. I if know. you're doing a little pirouette on taps, like that can be cute. Like a little coupe, like giving Sophia Lucia, you know, yeah. go off. If you're doing 10 in your dance, no, but like one is cute. Like I used to do them here and there. Like they're fun. They're cute. All acetones. In what world do we need an all acetone on tap? I know that save it for jazz girlies. I know. It's just weird. I'm like, that's not tap dance. No. Yeah, I am, like, sick of... And I, I think what it comes down to is there are a lot of studios that have kind of lost the art form that is tap. They yeah. don't necessarily have, like, the instructors to probably properly teach it. And so they're like, oh, we'll slap some tap shoes on a kid's, have them do some shuffles and some all cone turns, and that'll be impressive. Not to somebody who knows tap. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, that's goofy. Yeah. Those are some of our hot takes. Do you have anything else? Nothing I can think of, but I'm sure we could go on and on. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm sure we could. I'm already pumped for the next dance comp. I know. We had a lot of negative opinions, but also we just saw some stunning dancing. Oh, yeah. It's just so fun to be there. So I literally cannot wait for the next one. It's I just know. so fun seeing like all the kiddos up on stage, mm-hmm. especially with like working with them all year. It's been fun to see like all. It's the first performance. Yeah, it's the first time I've been on this side of it. Like, obviously, I've competed, and then I've gone back and seen dance comps um, just on, like, a viewer perspective. Right. But it's been my first time, like, being on the teaching aspect of being like, wow, I'm really proud of that kid. I've Mm -hmm. never seen them perform like that. Or I'm really proud that their timing was finally right on that. Mm -hmm. Because we know their dance. So it's like, it's it's different than just like, oh, I'm going to see so-and-so that I know. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it was a cool experience because I've never been in this specific situation before for dance so it was really nice and it was cute like seeing how all excited they were and like even when they were like a little bit nervous I was just like oh you guys are so cute (laughs) I know and like being backstage I know was super fun and them coming off stage and being like how'd that look I was like "Mm, I'm not gonna lie to you bestie (laughs) I was like it looked really good in the first half you had me in the first half (laughs) oh my god but you know, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But they slayed. I'm they did slay. I'm so proud of them. So um, can't wait. Yeah. I love dance. Until the next time. I know. It's in a couple weeks. Well, now we're going to go to our own dance class. Yeah. Marissa's teaching tonight. Mm-hmm. Surprise. I'm like, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I need to get some energy. Yeah, you do. I'm tired today. Yeah. It's a sleepy Monday. It was a long weekend. Yeah. It Speaking was. of us being busy. Yeah, literally. We were busy, busy gals. Very busy. We celebrated St. Patrick's Day on Friday. and then like it was a week ago. Literally. And then we were up at a very early hour on Saturday to go to the comp. Mm-hmm. I was at the comp from like 9.30 a.m. to like 9 p.m. <laughs> I know. I left at like 7.30 because I had a family dinner. But yeah. Then Sunday we were there at 8, and we left at, like, 1.30. We went to our own rehearsal for, three for dance hours. for three hours. And then, Marissa, what did you do? And then I went straight from our dance, our three hours of dancing to the NCAA tournament for March Madness, which was actually so fun. And if you know me, you know that's, like, extremely off-brand <laughs> because I'm just not, like, a huge basketball gal. But, like, everyone in there was so excited and so loud and so passionate that it was like very fun like it was like a really quick like fast-paced environment and we were sitting in club which is nice because the food is so much better oh yeah so it was nice and then so I got home really late and I was gone literally all day and all weekend but um it was it was a fun one yeah 
And then you had another rehearsal. Yeah, I had rehearsal again after our, like, rehearsal for company because I'm in, like, this performance at the end of next month. So um, I had rehearsal for that. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and realized I didn't grocery shop this weekend, so I have nothing to take for lunch. Um, So I've got myself Chipotle at lunch today, but maybe I can scrape something together for tomorrow, and then I'm going to grocery shop tomorrow after work. Sam, I haven't grocery shopped in two weeks. Yeah, I haven't done a very good job at grocery shopping lately. I think I'm going to go to Trader Joe's on my way home tomorrow. Stop by my also, because I'm working at our um, Easton office tomorrow. Oh my gosh, no way. Maybe we'll be there at the same time. Yeah, you'll have to text me the time you're going. I know. I'll probably leave the office at like 4.30. Yeah, I might be there. Eh, I don't know. I'm going to see. I don't know what my day is entailing tomorrow. Yeah. I'm kind of doing my job from two jobs ago tomorrow, so I I don't really know what's in store, but it'll be a fun little throwback. It'll be a fun day. (laughs) (laughs) Love. Um, But yeah, we will catch up with you next week. And I love you. You know what's fun? (laughs) That was very serious of you. I mean, that's like... I was going for shock factor. Yeah, that was giving shock factor. Um, (laughs) You know what it almost is? Our one-year anniversary. I was thinking about that because... Not next episode, but the episode after that. Yeah, because the last episode was number 51 because I, I we don't number them when we post them but I like number them in my files when I edit all the clips um and I was like wait that's kind of crazy I know so this is wait this is episode 52 then yeah oh, because, because we released, it would be a full year well we also released two that first week oh, remember yeah. when we did that they're back oh my god that's so funny so yeah I'm like terrified to go back and listen <gasps> to those I know they're probably so embarrassing. <laughs> Are they? I don't know. No, they're probably not. Um, so much has happened in the last year. That is really crazy to think about. Maybe like so much has happened. I We need to think of something like super fun and funky for mm-hmm. our one year. Yeah, let us know if you have ideas. Yeah. Maybe we'll start name dropping as a one year. <gasps> Tank gift all of we you. Could. I'm kidding. That's so dramatic. Harsh name drop. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say. Same. Cool. We're going to go dance. Yes. Okay. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to It's Not Easy Podcast. We post new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you're following along. And please leave us a rating and share with your friends. Bye. Bye.